one. They're lining up on the inside. It's over! Hocock very keen to get into the action. Oh, and a big tackle! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Fox Rugby Podcast. We are back, ready to go. Sean Maloney here, dialing it in all the way from Singapore to Fox Sports HQ, where Sam Worthington and Dave Dennis are standing by. Boys, how good is it to be back? Good to have you back, Shawnee, or hear from you anyway. Good to hear you survived the uh, the couple of uh, tough days up there in Hong Kong with the Sevens, and uh, yeah, good to be back in the in the podcast room, a little bunker here in, in Fox Sports and uh, chatting all things rugby, mate. Yeah, well, though, you, uh, you were across Hong Kong, you had your eyes dialed in for the three days coverage. Absolutely, yeah, three days, a gruelling task. Uh, you guys deserve a medal for, for calling all those games. I mean, uh, you're highly paid and, uh, and well lubricated, but you, uh, <laughs> you, de- you deserve it all because it's a gruelling a grueling task over three days. Do you have to do anything special to keep the voice uh, sounding like honey to, to keep the, the throat uh, nice and smooth? Strepsils, a lot of strepsils. And you're right, there were 70 games in total. So you had the qualifiers where it was Japan winning course out of team on the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series for 2016-2017. And Fiji, irrepressible. They were so good at getting the big prize. It's one, it's one of those tournaments, Sean. There's a few sporting tournaments in the world where... You, you watch a lot of football, you actually don't remember what's happening because there's a lot going on in the stands, isn't there? That southern stand, there's a, a fair, to, fair bit of action down there and I enjoyed your, your call on the great, uh, the great David Hasselhoff singing to the crowd. Run me through that, mate. That would be one, one of the highlights. That's got to be one of the highlights of your career. You've called some good games of rugby. That has to be a highlight. I can die a happy man after seeing David Hasselhoff serenade the south stand singing the Baywatch theme tune whilst being clapped on by a guy that weighed about a buck fifty, <laughs> a Pamela Anderson looked like, and a little person, I think the right mm-hmm. term is little person, mm-hmm. all sitting in watchtowers. It was the most bizarre <laughs> two and a half minutes I've ever seen of anything. I don't think you'll see anything like that in the world of sport ever again. No. No, I think there should be more of it, to be honest. I think it's a fair indicator of how Hoff's career is going. He must be struggling a little bit, I think. But, uh, did you have a chance to have a beer with him after? Or he'd be, he'd be good for a scooter or two, wouldn't he? Do you know what happened? I've actually got a story. And I don't think, I don't think I'm speaking out of shop here by, no. by telling this story. But the Hoff was actually staying in the same hotel as Hoylesy. Mm. And ended up having breakfast. And the Hoff was sitting behind him. Yeah. <laughs> they shared a croissant. The Hoff and Halsey. One of the mornings. And the, the Hoff had a, like a, a bit of a reaction to um, his breakfast. It was too spicy. And he had to get the waitress to come running over with, a, with some ice wrapped in like a, like a, like a tablecloth situation, right? And, um, and then he was... He was trying to pat himself cool because he had too much spice. And he goes, the ice, the ice does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, the he's, whole, he's not the sharpest tool, is he? Yeah, how's the irony in that? Eh? He's, he's rescued people off beaches his whole life, and then he's getting rescued in a Hong Kong hotel with a bit of ice from a waitress. <laughs> what, what goes around comes around. Good karma. It was, such a, uh, it was such a bizarre weekend, but it was awesome, and the Aussies and, were good again, fellas. Yeah, weren't they? With, a, with, with again, a, a couple of new faces that we haven't seen before, which really... Uh, I think shows the depth that the, the Aussie Sevens, the men's team are um, 
going into the into the Rio period with with a lot of depth. It's going to be a tough tough twelve to pick, I think. But um, I think also, boys, uh, over the weekend that we uh, not in Hong Kong, but on the seventh circuit, the women again over in over in Atlanta. I think third third series win in a row, so they're definitely leading the way. The uh, the women's seven team, they're killing it at the moment. They're really good to watch. Little little Emma Tonegato uh, going gangbusters in terms of try scoring and. Uh, I think it was actually even MVP in the final as well. So you're right, uh, DD. They are travelling so well. Yeah, the, I mean they were without Aliyah Green and a few of their top players as well, but they're just completely dominating, aren't they? So it's um, yeah hard to see them not winning gold at Rio. Um, and yeah, it's, it's also kind of hard to not see you know New Zealand, South Africa, Fiji um, missing out on the medals come Rio as well. I know it's a long way off, but uh, they're pretty hard to, to nudge out of those top three sports spots, aren't they, Shawnee? Yeah, no, they, um, they're going to be in the mix, no doubt about it, come that first week in August. And, uh, guys, I sat down with James Stannard yesterday as well, and uh, the men's side, are um, they're in a good space too. So it's all smiles across the board. Now, tell me, given I was face first in sevens across the weekend, tell me about Super Rugby. Tell me about how it's all played out last week. You had the weekend off, didn't you? Was it bye we week? We did. We did. A, lot, a few of the Aussie teams, obviously... Um I think only the uh, only the force unlucky not to get a good win over the Crusaders over in Perth going down by one over there. I think it was 2019, so they would be disappointed with that. And also the Reds notching their first win of the season. So the Rebels, Brumbies and, and ourselves, the Waratahs, obviously having the bias. So There's not a lot of Aussie teams in action, but you know, happy for the Reds boys who uh, knocked off the defending champions up in Brisbane, the Highlanders, and um, with a really, really positive win. I think that's um, uh, searching for that win. And that first half, the, the way they played really showed what they're capable of. So they are... Uh, they experienced that before they got on to uh, got on the plane to South Africa. So hopefully that that kick starts their season a little bit. And um, you know, on on uh, on our side of things, we uh, we had a good break. Um, a couple of boys went and played back playing club rugby, which is good. But uh, also held our, our annual annual golf day on the on the Thursday with uh, unfortunately Bernard Foley and Matt Lucas taking it out. But uh, no, we had a nice break between between working pretty hard, but also enjoying. Uh, no rugby on the weekend, so looking forward to get back into it this uh, this Saturday against the big game against the Brumbies. You just sent me some photos of that golf day, um, which we might be able to share on Twitter or something later. Um, yeah, you, you had a, a bit of a celebrity uh, caddy for you, Dave. I did, I did, in the theme of Masters Week, um, with Curtly being my partner, but he was carrying an elbow injury, so he's he's only limited to reading the greens for me and, and having a few putts. So uh, he uh, went to Bunnings and donned the uh, the painter's attire with the green hat and the the surname on the back and. Caddied for me most of the day. He, he, where, in, did, uh, where did he get that gear from? Because he looked, I mean, he looked he the part, been on the 16th at Augusta. He looked the part. Well, it's always been a dream of mine to play Augusta. So I just, although I was out at Stonecutters Ridge, which is in Colby in Western Sydney, I, I felt I was in Augusta. But uh, no, he, uh, he was great. He's, uh, he's a good football, put it that way. He can't read a green. Who <laughs> <laughs> took it out? Matt Lucas and Matt Lucas someone? and Bernard Foley, the other, the other pairing. So a couple of burglars. But no, it was good. We had a 20, or, 20 or so boys out there who uh, enjoy their golf. And uh, nice, nice to get away from footy for a little bit. Obviously, we've had um, a couple of losses which haven't been good. So really looking to, look to kickstart the, sort of the season this Saturday. It wasn't what a full... Was winning, uh, what was the winning so score, just quickly, DD? What was the winning... Well, it was all handicaps with the idea of everyone being back to sort of around even par. And I think uh, Lucas and Foley played off a handicap of fives and they shot a one under. So they won with six under, which is not too... That's good going. It's not too bad burglar territory. But yeah, two ball Ambrose. Matty Lucas for a little fella. He packs a punch. He can hit a ball. So, Does uh, he? Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Some of the... I think 
I think Will Skelton's still out there looking for some of his balls. But uh, <laughs> surely good. he gives it a big crush. He does. He does. No, it's good for some of the boys. Don't normally have a swing. Got out there and had a had a bit of a laugh and a, a day out. So, uh, but back into rugby mode now, mate, and firing up for uh, firing up for Saturday night. It wasn't a wasn't a full week off, was it? Uh, the bye week. I think Daryl got you in to, to do a fair bit of work um, for maybe the first half of that bye week. Was it? Just talk us through that. Yeah, obviously up until the Wednesday. So. Um, had that, the disappointing result on the Sunday against the Rebels, and uh, they, they deserved the win. They played better than us, and, and we we didn't fire, which we probably haven't done for a lot of the year. And uh, coming on on the the Tuesday and Wednesday, and got a bit of work done, um, and uh, yeah, then a couple of days away. So, like I said, a few boys played club rugby, um, but yeah, back on Monday, just gone a full week preparing this week, really positive week to to play a Brumbies team that uh, have had a few hiccups of their own as well along around obviously Pocock suspension. Um, you know, Ida Vea, one of the nicest guys in the game, unfortunately having to uh, hang up the boots through the health issues, which is really, really tough for him and disappointing for him. But um, I'm sure they'll obviously, they'll push on and they'll be really tough on Saturday. Yeah, was that a bit of an unknown situation, Ida Vea's situation? It was a shock to a lot of people. Um, I mean, did anyone know that he was, was battling through this and playing great rugby even with the serious heart condition? Well, he had, he had that time off a few years ago, yeah. which um, from my understanding was blood clots and... Uh, a few issues related to circulation, his heart and all that. And, um, you know, he, he, he fought... Uh, 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 my understanding is that he was told that it, uh, you know, high-intensity exercise is probably not the best thing, but he, he pushed through and got back to a position where he could play competitive rugby again at su uh, for Super Rugby. And, that, and that's a huge effort. But I think, um, you know, he, he had that time off. He's got back, and I think it's probably just come a little bit too much for him. And um, very unfortunate, you know, we had, a, we had a young guy this week, um, Brad Wilkin, who played in the seven circuit, and... Um, He's, he did his ACL this on Tuesday at training and uh, you know for a young guy like that who's coming through and potentially play a lot of super rugby he was shattered and then uh, I sort of tried to say to him for everyone that's getting injured there's always someone worse off you know and probably Eden now will finish up a, a successful career at the age of 26 so um, you know we obviously as as rugby fans we all feel for him and um, you know I'm sure the Brumbies will have a little bit of that extra spark about him for Eden on Saturday. How hard was he to uh, play against there? Because when he hit blokes, they just stayed hit. Yeah, he's, he's your typical, uh, typical built Tongan, Tongan, Tongan fella. He, uh, he's, he's very thick to tackle, and he, he was a strong ball carrier. You know, he's uh, trying to wrap, wrap your legs around his big, big pins. So, um, no, he, he, that was his game. You know, he's very physical, and um, I think that period, even through the NRC, where he pretty much dominated every game for, for the Vikings, and then led him to you know a really good start to the year for the Brumbies. He was even including the extended wall of his camp. So the future is looking bright, but unfortunately these things happen and um, he's had to pull up pull up stumps a little bit early. And uh, in your camp as well, a bit of a hiccup with Zach Guilford breaking his foot. Uh, how, how did that happen? Yeah, a couple of couple of injuries. I think he carried it through that Rebels game and then we trained. It still hasn't come good. So Zach's out. There's a couple of changes. Um, big wheels back in. I'm, I'm moving back to the Porcupine. So a bit of a different approach there. Um, we've... Um, Willie starting um, Israel at 13 which would be interesting first opportunity for him to play at 13 there's been a lot of talk about it. I think he's been penciled in there for the last two or three years but he gets his first crack at 13 and, and young Andrew um, Andrew Kellaway uh, under 20s uh, Ramwick Rugby Club um, you know he's coming his first crack at 15 so really exciting for some of the younger guys and um, yeah uh, Matt Carrera and, and uh Reese Robinson share the wing spot, so um, you know it's we need to start firing. There's no secrets there, and um, I think those changes will hopefully we will start the game a lot better because that's been our probably our downfall, giving teams too much of a head start. We did against the Highlanders and the Rebels, so 
hope that starting 15 that's been named will, will get us going and then we can finish off back into the game. There's some big changes there. I mean, do you think Daryl's tried to make a point of the kicking, you know, no one's safe in this team and, and make, making a bit of a statement that way? Well, what do you think his approach was? What's he said around that selection? Well, I think he's just, um, the reality is we've, we've played, you know, five games now and we, like I said, we haven't really fired and you need to do something different. I think you can't keep, you can't keep trying the same, uh, same form and, and expecting a different result. You know, we've had uh, a couple of games now we've started poorly and um, you've got to show a different pitch to the opposition and, and having Israel at 13, you know, obviously Will in the second row, a bit, bit more physicality early on in the game. Um, the, the back row of Jed Holloway and Jack Dempsey have been doing a really good job with hoops. Um, Callaway at 15, just, just showing the opposition a different picture. Um, those guys have been hungry, they've been, they're ready to go, so hopefully they start the game really well and then the guys who, um, myself, Cliffy, um, some of the older guys who are on the bench can finish. Angus Tarvel drops back to the bench as well, so uh, Tom Robinson gets his first start at Super Rugby. So I think that combination of um, guys who haven't had a start before and, and a different, just a different makeup of the 15 can do wonders for a team looking to, searching for a little bit of confidence, a little bit of momentum. Shawnee, what do you make of Izzy at fullback? Um, I, I, I don't think uh, I'd prefer just to leave him there, to be honest. I mean, it's one part of the team that's not broken, is it? Um, I, I like the fact that he's got the opportunity to inject himself uh, when he wants um, at, at fullback, and it also discourages teams from, from kicking down his throat. Well, what do you make of that, mate? Do you, uh, are you a fan no, of that, that switch? Yeah, no, I, I like the idea of giving him a, a run at 13. I think he'll, uh, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how adaptable he is, and who knows? Who knows? There might even be a future for him there. And also, you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Kellaway with a few more touches as well. You know, a young guy who has uh, promised so much for a long time, coming up through Aussie 20s ranks and uh, and schoolboys as well. He's a good young kid, good head on his shoulders, and uh, with increased touches, I expect he'll go pretty well. The the fire we gave the him that fire, up his back on the United I remember that. The fire. It's died a little. It's died a little bit since he's come into the senior ranks. We need to probably get that going. Maybe have a word to your, uh, your your colleagues there, Greg Clark or someone, to throw it in on yeah, Saturday just, night's call. Just just pump it up, the fire. It's good to have nicknames in rugby, I reckon. There's, there's, no, there's no black rinse going through his here, by the looks of it, is there, Callaway? No, no, no Bernard Foley rinse. He no, might hate that uh, soon, Bernard. <laughs> and speaking of looks and, and good-looking fellas, Nick Phipps, one of our halfback, Wall Wallaby's halfback, Waratah's halfback, he's in the final eight, I think it is, for Men's Health Man of the Year. Do you ever right? you you ever dabble in that, Shawnee? Man of the Year? Do you ever anti like Men's was there a was there a no, Northern, Northern Beaches <laughs> Man of the Year or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, no. were, what would the Northern gonna... What would the Northern Beaches Man of the Year have to do to win it? He'd just oh, have to be a good knockabout bloke, wouldn't he? If you you'd, be, you'd have to be a good knockabout bloke. You'd have to be able to surf. You'd have to be able to surf. You tick. You yeah, can, you can be surf. Tick. Yeah, I can get. That. You know what? Maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's down to... The, I think he's a chance, too, because he's up against... Who's his biggest rival? Well, last time I looked, he's up, Mark Gaznier had four votes, I think. Gaz is in there. Gaz is in there. Manu, um, the chef. Chef Manu. Yeah, French Manu. Manu. Fidel. Fidel, he's in there. Yeah. Who else is in there? Um, not many other people I know, but uh, there's eight left, and we're, we're, all the boys have been actively voting all week. We're trying to get them across the line. So all, all the listeners out there, please do the same. I know we've got uh, thousands and thousands of listeners. Get around Nick Phipps and the, and the men's health. You just go to the menshealth.com.au. Yeah. Yeah. He would appreciate that. I think there's a little, little purse at the end of it that he's going to share with the boys come the end of the season. So uh, Sensational. Yeah, be interesting. Tell us about uh, Tom Robertson, who gets his first start at prop. I think he's studying to be a doctor as well he as is. being a full-time rugby player. He's obviously a pretty, pretty cluey bloke. 
Yeah, pretty switched on guy. Good country lad, young fella, and uh, really good frame. I think if you, I think our front row this week's all under about 170 kilos. Uh, <laughs> sorry, 170 <laughs> so kilos too. That's right. But 170 centimeters. Hugh Roach, Ben Robinson, Tom Robinson. So it helped with the height of the front row this week. But uh, no, uh, Throbber his nickname is. There's another nickname for you, uh, Shawnee. Throbber. What is it? Throbber. Throbber. Actually. Throbber. 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 I'm confused now. T-H-R-O-B-B-E-R. Throbber. Or you could throw an A on the Throbber. Throbber. I don't even know where it comes from. I just call him it. The heart throb. Is that what it is? I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, full-time. Started full-time medicine this year. With the assumption that he probably wouldn't play a lot of games. And now he finds himself starting. So that's going to be an interesting juggle for him. Jamie Roberts, the centre for Wales. He's, he's probably the only fellow I know who's managed to... Uh, and Lu- uh, Luke Inman, the former... He's a, under, he under the brothers, both doctors. Are they? Busy and oh. Yarny. Well, yeah, doesn't quite right there. Well, there yeah. you go. There's, there's four. But yeah. uh, it is possible, but it's not easy. He does... I know that every spare minute he gets, he's at the university and in the library and doing a lot of work. So pretty committed young fella and um, a great footballer as well. So it'd be great to see how he goes on Saturday with his first start. Does he give out a few uh, diagnoses uh, to, to, to teammates on the training field as well? No, no. He's very early stages. I'm not sure what he's, uh, he's looking to specialise in throbber, but uh, no, he's a good young kid, and hopefully it works both from uh, the degree and, and his football. So. Mate, so, so in terms of game plan against the Brumbies, uh, do, do these changes, do they signify a, a different game plan from Daryl, or what, what's the approach going to be against the Brums with, with their new loose forward trio? Um, oh, not no. I don't think we're, we're not at a stage where we can change our game plan. Looking back on the games that we haven't played well, um, or the, the season so far, um, I think we've identified that we're doing some good stuff, but we're just not doing it enough um, and, and consistently enough and at a higher standard. So, I think from the Rebels game, there's 15 handling errors. You know, they're basic errors that shouldn't be made from um, you know professional teams. And we 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 understand that we throw the ball around a bit, and you're going to make the odd error, but a, a number of 15 the 15 is too much. You're not going to win a lot of games turning the ball over that much. And also the discipline as well as let us down. You know, penalties are really hurting us. So they're probably two areas around just our basic skills and execution and, and our discipline. If we can get, get those right and stick to our game, which we think can be effective, and uh, I think we'll be all right. But, uh, yeah, it's not a matter of changing the way we play. Uh, we definitely need to in- maintain the intensity or increase the intensity in a sense, but also increase the execution and skills under pressure because they haven't been you know good enough to suit the way we want to play, attacking the ball in hand. So, um, yeah, obviously with Kellaway at 15 as well, um, I'm sure the Brumbies will probably try and target him with a bit of kicking. So I think that's a probably another area where we can be a little bit better around our strategic kicking and not playing too much footy in our own half. You know, the Brumbies are very good around playing territory and set piece. So um, yeah, our game's... Our game, we, we, we've got a clear identity how we want to play. We've just got to do it better than what we've been doing. That's, that's the challenge. So uh, all the guys are really motivated for that. Naturally, you'll be disappointed to, to not be starting. What's Daryl said about about that decision and, and what your role will be coming off the bench as well? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's always always uh, disappointing when you're not starting the match. But I'm, I'm I understand it's it's collective effort. And um, look, I I would like to be playing better than I have at the start of the year. So it's a good opportunity for Will. Will Will went back and played club rugby last weekend. He's had an opportunity where, uh, to do that. He wasn't in the 23, for, I think, for the Highlanders game. So it, it's I think it's just finding that right mix at the moment um, and. Yeah, look, I, I'm still very much um, important to the to the performance on Saturday night. Myself, Cliffy, uh, a couple of older guys at the back end of the game coming on, really, just to maintain the standards and keep trying to finish off the match. But um, you know, hopefully Willie 
Willie plays well and really sets the tone early around that physicality and go forward, and then, and then we'll come on later and finish off. Cool. What about the Reds, Shawnee? Did you catch any of that uh, massive upset at the weekend over the Highlanders? Seen some highlights. They yep. should be swabbed, all of them. They were awesome. <laughs> how, do that, how does... I just don't understand how teams can reverse their their fortunes in such a short time and conversely how the Highlanders could be so scratchy, you know, in um, in their coming to, to Suncorp. It was great to see. It's such a shame, though, isn't it? I mean, like, the Reds post uh, a superb victory and then they're on the plane to South Africa the next week trying to build momentum for your, for your supporters and your fans and you're on the plane to South Africa. Yeah, I guess, yeah, the good thing... Of about it is if you know if they'd lost again they would have been really uh dragging themselves onto that plane wouldn't they but but now they'll have a spring in their step they'll be uh pretty pretty happy to be on tour and and yeah i'm sure that that's brought the team together and they've got a bit more good news today as well with brad thorne signing on as an official assistant coach um so he's stepping up to to work uh full-time with the senior squad and uh caleb timu the uh, promising Broncos forward has announced that he's switching across uh, effective immediately. So, yeah, a few good things starting to happen uh, at the Reds, uh, Reds HQ. And um, the Bulls this weekend, obviously, a huge, huge ask. Uh, do you see them, you know, being able to, to carry on their winning momentum, Dave, or was that a little bit of a, a flash in the pan? What do you reckon? No, I think they can. I think what you saw last week was the fact that, uh, one, they were backing themselves with their skills. You know, Carmichael Hunt probably had one of the best games he's had playing for the Reds. Summer Karevi was unbelievable. Liam Gill, uh, James Slipper, those guys coming coming back have really added that spark again. And they look as though they're enjoying themselves and backing themselves. And that's really important. You've seen over the last couple of years when the Reds play well, they're out there having a good time and throwing the ball around. They, and they really had that last week, and it was great to see. So... Um, I think they'll carry that over. It looks never easy over there in, in Pretoria, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get the result up there. I think, um, you know, it's amazing what a, a win like that can do for your confidence and belief as a team. And um, like you said, a guy like Brad Thorne coming in there, um, although it's only an assistant role, that those these those sort of little things, all things working for them, can have huge effects. He took the 20s team, I think, to the national title, and um, they're really had big wraps on his involvement with the, with the Reds so far. So all those little things coming together and aligning can be very powerful, and, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised they get the result up there. Yeah. The Reds have just named their team as well with a uh, bit of a blow with Rob Simmons ruled out with a, a shoulder injury, and Ben Matwajal, I think you say his name, uh, will start. Yeah. He's a guy that spent a bit of, bit of time around the Waratahs as well. He's, uh, he's, in an, he's been in the club uh, Norse, Norse, I think he played yep. for for a long time. Good journeyman, really, really good worker uh, on the field, and um, he's earned his, earned his opportunity to get a full contract up there at the start of this year. And a couple of appearances off the bench, now he gets a, a start. So uh, no better better place to test yourself than uh, in the high veld against a, a big Bills forward pack. So um, yeah, look forward to seeing how he goes. Yeah, everyone you know talks about that that Loftus uh, atmosphere with the crowd sort of right on top of you and some pretty rabid supporters. What what are your sort of memories of playing at Loftus? <laughs> Oh, it is, yeah, there doesn't need to be a lot of people there for uh, for it to be nice and uh, in your face and vocal. So, uh, no, they're pretty pretty fanatic for tor- uh, supporters, you know. Let's be honest, if you lived in Pretoria, there wouldn't be much else you'd do except to go to the rugby and have bras, I think. So, uh, no, it's a good, good rugby part of the world. And, um, yeah, you sort of, uh, if you can put that aside, the reality is there's two two sets of posts in a football field and, um, you know, it's 15 on 15 you, in you see teams go out there and perform well, and I think you saw the Brumbies two years ago in a semi go up there and get a good, really good result. So it is doable. It's not, it's not, uh, you know, they're not unbeatable at home, but it is a little bit harder with those, the locals breathing down your neck. 
You've been over there, Shawnee, and had a Bray in Pretoria. Have you sampled no, that part of the world? No, no, no it's still on the bucket list. Uh, yeah. Bullfontaine and Pretoria still on the. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I've seen a little bit of a bucket list. I've seen a little bit of habit with you, Shawnee. I think you need probably more <laughs> more meat in your diet. Like you've talked, <laughs> you've talked about recently. You've talked about wing wang. Wing wah. Wing wah. No. Wing no, no, wah. No. Should I should I highlight should I should I just What are the culinary highlights from over there, mate? Talk wing, us through it. Wing wah in Hong Kong. Was that Hong Kong or Singapore? Okay, so now we have essentially the golden triangle of wah. So Ying Wah in Bagala, Sydney, Australia. Mm, mm. And then you're off to Ming Wah uh, yeah. in Exeter, where That's you're on your yeah. home is in the UK. Yeah. And then from there we can traverse back to Asia where I found Wing Wah, mm. uh, at the Hong Kong International Airport. So uh, I, I picked up some gear from there, and it was just delightful. Golden coin pork, amazing. Golden coin pork. Coin pork. Right, yeah. um, death row. You're you you're, ex- <laughs> you're in Texas. You're in Texas. You get one last meal. Or you go. What? Do you, which one of the three are you going? Are you, are you, well, having never sampled the delights of Ming Wah in Exeter, well, I'll that might be the way. With, that might be the best way to go out. Just take a I'll risk. Probably, take I'll a gamble. No, nah, you stick with Ying Wah. You stick with what you, you know. Go I, I know what you do. You brush all three and go for the Jap dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about this? Just quickly, I bumped into um, into Reese Hodge, Melbourne Rebels fullback. Yep. Uh, bumped into his uncle the other week at a Warringah Rats, uh, one of the Sydney club teams uh, fundraisers, and he's a, a big listener of the show. And uh, he too is a is a big Yingwa man. So apparently, uh, despite the fact that we cut away from rugby often to food, there's traction there. There are people out there who want to know what's up in the world of takeaway food. I think when I finish football, I, all I want to do is go watch a rugby game, have some good takeaway before, and a few beers. I think it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? A good, Or even sit at home and watch it on Fox Sports with a good takeaway Chinese, a few beers and watch the rugby. No, I think, I think it's topical. It's I think it's topical. We're getting, you need to talk about it, Sean. Don't worry about the critics. I want to hear more about We're getting some good feedback, good feedback on iTunes asking us to talk even more about food. So that's, uh, that's what we're <laughs> responding to. Well, the, positive, the good thing is it's, Easter's over. They're not selling hot cross buns anymore at, at uh, Baker's Delight. So you, you won't have to worry about that too much. Hey, uh, Re- Reese Hodge, we will talk a little bit of rugby to, to finish. Reese Hodge, that will give us a, a bit of a segue into the Rebels-Hurricanes game, which is a, a, a big match as well this weekend. Um, what, what do we think there, guys? The Rebels, obviously, you've experienced them firsthand. They, they probably weren't... They, d- they didn't have to play out of their skins to beat you guys. You, you almost beat yourselves in a way, didn't you, and, and let yourselves down a bit there. But what was it like to, to come up against the Rebels? Yeah, the win, we've always respected them, and, and every year they've got better and better. And this, this year they seem to probably be the best they've been for a couple of years, just in terms of consistency. Um, they probably haven't had the strike power and the names that they've had in the past, but in terms of playing as a team, playing collectively, they, they do it very well. And, uh, yeah... I, at a guess, I probably, I'm probably guessing they did, probably would have preferred to keep rolling after yep. that win against us on the Sunday into a game like this. They've had the buy now, and, and I just hope that doesn't, um, you know, halt their momentum too much because um, they seem to be a team that's really playing together and enjoying themselves, and they've got a lot of confidence in the way they're playing. And uh, yeah, it'll be a super clash. The Hurricanes started the season slowly, but they're really right up there now with the Chiefs in terms of the, the you know, the New Zealand teams are always pretty competitive, all, f- all five of them. But uh, that, yeah, it's going to be a cracking game. Um, It'd be a tough one to pick, actually. I'm not too sure. I'll probably, I'll probably say the Hurricanes, to be honest. But uh, Rebels, I'm a Rebels man this week. I reckon yeah. that they've got the the game plan, the discipline to um, to choke the Canes. Yeah, I think uh, you saw last week when a little bit of space and a little bit of hesitation from the I think it was the Shaguers 
Hagueus. I'm still haven't perfected that, so Shawnee. <laughs> and you give a guy like uh, you give a guy like Sevilla a bit of space. You can see what he does. He, you know, three tries and, and pretty dangerous. If the Rebels can, like you said, choke them, get up in their face, really not giving that time and space. Um, yeah, they're they're a chance. But I still think that the Hurricanes are really. You know, there's a clip of Dan Coles last week in the Open. When your hooker's running like that, they're a very threatening team. So I think they might just get over the line. I'm and you'd be you. happy with that too, aren't you, mate? You're a Wellington I'm boy. I'm with you, Dino, uh, yeah. up the Hurricanes. Although they have they have been uh, touched up a couple of times, well, at least uh, once anyway, over there in Melbourne against the Rebels. But you mentioned the Hagiwetis there. I mean, how, dis <laughs> how disappointing have they been? I, I, I was tipping them to, to not only make the playoffs, but you know, give the whole thing a really good nudge. But they've only won one game, I think. Um, that we got that really awful. wrong, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, we did. It's, I, was, I, was, I, was. I think you might have been the voice of reason. Were you saying this, this no, alternative? No, bit of you, were with, you were with us? No, I was with you as well, I yeah. think. Um, and if you look at some of the games, this sort Score some cracking tries, yep. and they haven't been that far off. But they just can't. There's just something missing. I think maybe it's a bit of uh, first year syndrome. You know, they're probably not sure about themselves. Whether everything's they, new. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit all a bit too, all just a bit disjointed at the moment. But uh, they they've got a lot of quality in that team. But it's just not uh, not happening for them at the moment. So uh, I'm sure they'll pick up a few wins back in the season. But uh, they haven't. Yeah, they haven't started as well as they like. Definitely. They might have gone a bit too far. I mean, they've shown some great skills in throwing the ball around, which has been fun to watch, but maybe they've strayed a bit too far away from their traditional strengths and, and you know, they're getting sort of sucked into these uh, these high-scoring counter-attacking sort of games against the, the Kiwi teams and the like, which maybe isn't working for them. So you you got a remedy for the for the Jags, Shawnee? Uh, get back to Buenos Aires. How do you fix a sick, a sick Jaguar? A bit of, Mal bit, uh, of Mal bit of Malbec and a, and a big steak, you reckon, back in front of Aries. Just get home. Just get home and try and get a bit of a run on at the back end of the season, I think. They they dropped that game against the Stormers. They started strong favourites in. They were favourites against the Chiefs at home. Dropped that one. And we bank those wins. We bank them as winning every single home game. And you have to win every home game in Super Rugby to be any chance of playing finals, pick up something on the road. And uh, they've not done that. So um, just get home, Sammy, is my yeah. suggestion. Yeah, same, same suggestion for you, I reckon, Shawnee. After another big week yeah. in Singapore, you yeah. just want to get home, I reckon. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty much spot on, DD. Um, <laughs> it's it's been uh, it's been taxing, and I didn't get to it at the, at the start. But Hong Kong is a sort of city where you think you've got it under control, you think you've got it nailed down, and then on the closing night, yeah, you're doing an inverted jelly shot in um, LKF, being spotted by Stephen Hoyle. So, well, yeah. and, and I let's thought be I honest, had it under control. I was wrong. Mate, let's be honest. There's only a certain amount of days you can hang out with a Hoff, isn't there? You, yeah. You can't spend... He's a type of guy. He's very, very, uh, very... I imagine he'd be good fun to be around for about a minute. Have <laughs> breakfast then, with him like Hoyle's. <laughs> and then you'd be, you'd be off him. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Anyway, it all went well. And uh, Singapore this week, Singapore Sevens, of course, on Fox Sports. And uh, you can hear me tapping away in the background. The, the Keystrokes men are me whipping up a little feature, a little piece I've got with uh, James Stannard, who will captain the side this week. Well, I'm about to send that through for you to um, change all the grammar and... Uh, tidy up all the punctuation for me. You've been multitasking, but, uh, just quietly tapping on an article while podcasting. Yeah, this is, while this is podcasting. While eating some talent. Chinese takeaway. You've been doing three things at once. You're, you're a talented <laughs> man, Mate, let me tell you, this Singapore is the home of the dumpling. It is insane, Ooh. the dumplings they got here. Look, look forward to Singapore some dumplings. soup dumpling. Got the broth in there? Oh, mama. <laughs> frog's legs? Any frog's legs? 
No, no, I won't be touching frogs' legs, Sammy. That's frogs' crazy legs crazy in talk. Singapore. Yeah, I no, what? I had some of those no. over there. Yeah. No, no, France, isn't it? They weren't great. No, they did the frogs' legs over no, in Singapore. Mate. as well. They're not frogs' legs, mate. You know that. Anyway, we might. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that well, might well, do well, us. I think. You know what? I'm gonna. I've got to. Uh, I've got to put. Um, I've got to dot the i's and cross the t's on this bad boy. Send it off to you, whether you can publish it alongside uh, alongside our podcast. Absolutely. Look forward to that, Chucky Stannard. And I'll catch you all on the other side, catch you on the uh, coverage where I'll be um, doing my best. Thank always, Johnny, always. Thanks for listening, Wait, everyone, and uh, apologies for the, the two weeks' absence as well, but we're, we're back on the airwaves, and uh, we'll see you again next week as well.